Hello again, awesomers. It is me. It's your buddy. It's Steve Simonson. And I'm coming back to you today with another Awesomers episode here on the Awesomers.com podcast. Now, I want to call to your attention that uh, I've been out of town. I've been traveling quite a bit. And I say this to provide a pre-ready excuse why I have not uh, delivered a lot of episodes. The reality is I indeed have been on the road for actually many months, uh, but June and July have been uh, particularly uh, very busy. I, Since I've last recorded, I think I've been to IRCE. I may have been to SellerCon. Uh, and I even took my kids down to Idaho on a 12-hour drive. So I may get into a little bit of that. But I really, my mission today is really to, to hang out with you guys and talk a little bit about some of the seller news that's happening. What I'm trying to do is try to bring a little bit of uh, maybe logic and possibly even some sanity into the discussion. Uh, that uh, Whether or not it's sane or whether or not you agree with that being sanity, uh, I'll let you decide at the end of the day. But I want to talk about some of the things that are important to me and why I think that when you consider seller news as an example, it's, there are some things that can have very, very significant uh, ramifications for us. And so I, I definitely want to be clear that there are some things that we really need to pay attention to uh, as e-commerce sellers, as Amazon sellers or marketplace sellers in general, and that it's a very dynamic market indeed, that we can't sit on our laurels. So, I, I talked to some sellers and they're like, well, I started out great and my sales were going good. Uh, and then, you know, it got a little dicey, and a little tougher. Now it's just so hard out there that everything's different and uh, difficult. And at least they're recognizing that things are changing. Uh, the fact that they're staying static as sellers, not doing anything about it, I don't find to be ideal, right? That's uh, If you don't adapt, you will uh, face extinction, frankly. Uh, this is no different than any other survival of the fittest. In capitalism in particular, the best ideas, the hardest work, the most effective strategies combined with systems and scale and so forth, that's what wins the day. And so I want uh, to remind everybody that you know we can't sit static. This is a dynamic world. The competitors certainly aren't um, going to sit idle, uh, and there's new competitors all the time. So that's one side of the sellers that are like, ah, it's harder, and, and I don't know what to do. And then there's the other sellers who just kind of set it and forget it, uh, which definitely will not work. So anybody who uh, thinks this is a passive income business, uh, it's not. It is not. All right, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to share my screen and uh, for those who are, have the video version of this, they're going to be able to see some of the talking points for this very important episode, awesomers.com slash 149, if you just want to see some show notes and uh, some quick details about today's episode. Now, let's get right into the first uh, little bit of business. Now, I'm recording this uh, on the eve of Prime Day. Today is July 14th, 2019, and Prime Day is set to go on the 15th and 16th. And I do want to call out a little mea culpa. Uh, I actually predicted that Prime Day would be the 10th of July. And, oh, I was so wrong. I missed it by that much. Um, that said, I think there's an established trend by Amazon to think of mid-July as kind of a, a typical time to hold Prime Day. And 
let's not forget that Prime Day is not a holiday, even though the <laughs> the very generous press uh, people writing about it and probably embedding affiliate links in their articles talk about it like it's a holiday. This is a manufactured um, sales event, and uh, Amazon's not the only one in the game. Uh, Target has something I think they call Deal Days, and eBay's running a, a two-week sale, um, and there are probably other efforts out there, uh, probably too many to mention, where other brands are trying to take advantage of the slowest retail selling uh, time period. Basically, for the month of July is always the, the lowest dip uh, in our experience anyway. And I can tell you some times where July surprised me in the past with amazing sales and times we were devastated by overspending on ads and getting not enough sales. So I've seen both, but I think the, the general trends are indisputable. So let's, let's focus on the fact that July was a slow time. Amazon said, what can we do to make it better? I know we'll beat down all the sellers for their, you know, super low pricing, uh, very low margin, and we'll try to make some something exciting happen. And there is a primal part of what happens to shoppers, by the way, in case you're not aware, you know, when shoppers feel like they're getting a deal, uh, as I like to say, sticking it to the man, when you're getting some deal that you shouldn't get on any normal, reasonable basis, there's a dopamine hit that most people get. And they love it, and they feel excited, and they want to you know, talk about it. So it's, it really is a brilliant job of engineering something out of thin air, and that is Prime Day. So at this late stage in the game, there's not that much more you can do to prepare for Prime Day, except to make sure that you have all hands on deck during the actual day. Check your lightning deals, any deals of the day. Check your products. Make sure they stay up. There's a lot of chicanery and tomfoolery that happens. On this day, this very day that I'm recording, and during Prime Day itself, where competitors will make safety claims, they will make all kinds of bogus uh, claims to try to displace uh, competitors, essentially, from search and from Amazon's active listings. Their philosophy is very simple. If they go on offense during the busiest peak times, like Prime Day, Black Friday, etc., they will be able to displace a certain number of competitors. That leaves them in the market. And that means they're going to get more sales on these uh, pivotal event-type days. Uh, anybody who thinks that that is not possible or that's never happened, uh, well, frankly, you don't know what you're talking about. It absolutely happens regularly, and that's it's actually a service that you could probably buy uh, by black hat players that will say, yeah, you want to take out a competitor? No problem. Who do you want to take out? Here's the price. How long do you want to take them out? And they will they will do all kinds of nefarious activities to uh, to make those ends happen. So it's it's a dirty thing, but that's what happens. I certainly want to tell everybody to be aware of it, uh, do everything you can to prevent it, and of course never engage in that sort of nonsense. It is uh, well, it violates one of my basic values, which is the golden rule: do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right? It's an oldie but a goodie. I don't want anybody doing that to me, so I would never do that to anybody, no matter how tempting it is. Now, oh, that said, doesn't mean I won't go on offense. If I see somebody um, faking reviews or if I see somebody attacking me, uh, I will bring out the big guns to fight back. Uh, I'm not just going to roll over. So, uh, But I won't conduct any black hat nefarious activities. So anyway, Prime Day, be vigilant. 
follow your listings, monitor everything, keep a very close eye on uh, what's happening. And most of all, uh, very good luck to each and every one of you awesomers out there. I hope you have the best sales of your career. Basically, if you have record days, uh, everybody's happy. Even though it's lower margin, that makes the customers happy. It makes Amazon happy. Uh, it continues to drive velocity and event and organic rankings and, and all the other things that we like to talk about. So let's talk very quickly about a recent appeals court decision. I believe is a third circuit court uh, that basically said, hey, Amazon, you know, people keep suing you for product liability and you keep saying, hey, we're a marketplace. We're basically just like a publishing company and we're just publishing these listings up on our site. We have First Amendment protections. That's essentially their argument. Of course, I'm not a lawyer. I just play one on podcasts. No, that's actually a joke. Uh, the point is Amazon stood behind this First Amendment defense and some courts affirmed it, said, yeah, yeah, wow, we get it. That's it. You do have that protection. But the Third Circuit Court of Appeals said, no, no, that is bogus, and you are completely uh, manipulating the system. Uh, and as the great Paul Raffleson refers to it, that they, they have gerrymandered the marketplace rules and regulations to meet their needs. And as much as I have respect and appreciation for the Amazon marketplace, I also believe they need to be held accountable for things that are patently unfair or things that are not helping consumers or things that are not helping sellers. Uh, anyway, so I don't want to get off on a whole tangent there. I may tangent on that later. But the point is this impact of this decision will be basically where Amazon – I don't know if this is going to stay at the Third Circuit or if they're going to appeal it up to the Supreme Court or what the exact procedure is. But the reality is it's going to have an impact. Amazon, probably after Prime Day, will start sending out little love notes about, hey, prove your insurance. Uh, tell us you know, what's your general liability and tell us what's your product liability and make us a named insured on, on your policy. This is not uncommon for a retailer. And I think good brands should be prepared to embrace this as an opportunity. If you really are in it to win it and you're building a brand for the long term, this is fine. You should already have insurance, and if you don't, you're willing to get it. What I hope is the side effect is that this will take out all those you know, millions of accounts that the Chinese sellers have set up. And not just Chinese. It's all kinds of black hat sellers are selling this, but I think the Chinese are the best at it. And what that means is if, if they can't get an account so easily, right, they don't need an EIN, they don't need to prove insurance, if they get to go around all these rules, that allows them to sell against uh, other sellers who have to carry these expenses and these overheads and procedures and policies and compliances uh, with various regulations. That makes our job harder, and it's an unfair bit of competition. So my hope is that Amazon will self-enforce these rules, and if they don't, I think that at some point, their regulators will step in and say, hey, listen, you shouldn't allow somebody on your marketplace who isn't you know, dealing with all of the same regulations and regulatory compliance that other sellers, for example, domestic USA sellers, this uh, same principle would apply to Europe. If there's not insurance being uh, covered on a UK company, um, or a company trading in the UK that is from China or you know Russia, Ukraine, anywhere else, that, that is unfair to the UK companies who are trading on a fair basis and on a normal basis. So anyway, I think this impact is going to be far and wide. 
And I, um, I can't tell you guys here because this is a kind of an insider deal, but empowering members, I gave my super secret tip on how I pay five to 10 times less for product liability insurance than the average guy. And that's, uh, you can go over to empowery.com, uh, learn about joining. Actually only empowery shareholders got access to that little, uh, tidbit, which for any moderate sized brand that will save them more than they ever have to pay for, uh, empowery. So it's the nonprofit e-commerce cooperative. Go check it out right now. All right. Uh, this is my uh, normal message. Uh, California sucks. Watch out. So, you know, California uh, was pushed into passing a marketplace law by the Online Merchants Guild. Again, uh, Paul Raffleson and, and so many others over there, including all the donors, put in a lot of time and energy and effort to make this um, basically force their the hand of California. And they said basically in March they passed it. And that goes into effect as of October of 2019. Now, so what does that mean? First of all, it means from March to October, the state of California is basically going, all bets are off. We're not really looking at any individuals for that. But anything before March 2019, we're going after these Amazon sellers who, once again, really aren't the retailer of record Amazon is, in my opinion. And they're going at them aggressively. And I would even say criminally. The, the behavior that these uh, so-called uh, government enforcers are taking is is absolutely the same as the old yeah, Al Capone mob days. You know, yeah, do what we say or we break your legs. And it goes far beyond that. They they do not have a good legal basis to make these claims, and they're just they're trading on fear and they're trading on uh, basically uh, bullying. And it is the worst. In fact, uh, Fiona Ma, who is now the state uh, of California treasurer, said, you know, this is not right. We should not be going after these sellers for back taxes. I wrote a letter to the governor of that effect, uh, to that effect. Yet the, the department responsible for, for getting these back taxes, instead of going to Amazon with one simple bill and go, hey, pay us the money – they are going after marketplace sellers. So if you've received a letter and it's got an amount of money on it, you should lawyer up. And if you don't know somebody, contact empowery.com slash contact or go there, go to empowery.com slash contact, and they can refer a lawyer to you. Do not ignore it if there's an amount of money on it because eventually they will assess you and they will just take the money out of your bank. You don't think they could do it? Just uh, Just watch. Uh, it's by the way, really their number one easiest way to do it is when you have a national uh, bank like Bank of America or Wells Fargo or Chase or whatever that has branches in California. California says we have jurisdiction over you, bank. These guys owe us money. We're just going to levy the account and take the money right out right now. It's a terrible surprise to find, so don't let that happen to you. Now, if there is no amount, again, you probably should seek some legal counsel, and we're happy to make those introductions to you over at the Empowered Co-op. So California sucks. There's some progress with the marketplace laws. There's even some progress towards what at the what we call, um, the, the, those of us uh, in the Empowered Co-op, we've been trying to come up with a what we call a marketplace seller bill of rights. And it's not just specific to Amazon. It's for eBay or Etsy or any other marketplaces, really anywhere in the world, that basically talks about fairness. 
And it just, I, I think it's the AB 1747, but it's a California assembly bill that is trying to come up with a marketplace fairness legal concept that includes things like, hey, if you suspend, suspend somebody, you have to tell them why you're suspending them, uh, whether it's a product or an a, you know, a product level, ASIN level, or an account level. <laughs> and anybody who's from the outside goes, well, yeah, obviously, if you suspend somebody, you're, you're going to tell them why you did it. But that's not how Amazon works. Amazon works uh, with the premise of confess your sins, whether you did them or not, until we hear what we want to hear, and then we might let you back on to the platform. And this is why California will never lose an arbitration, because we have to confess to even things we never did just to get back in their good graces for some algorithm that may or may not have been right in their um, turning the ASIN or the, the account off to begin with. Uh, once again, I'll, go, I'll say it on record. I'm happy to support Amazon in all of the positive things that they do for entrepreneurs and for sellers. But Amazon itself knows it needs to be held accountable for false positives, um, you know, essentially making mistakes and destroying people's financial lives. That's the the unintended consequences. You know, we'll say that you know that that is mostly done by accident. There are other things it's doing on purpose, like knocking off, you know, uh, private label products with Amazon's own private labels. That's much uh, more devastating and I think much more calculated. And I have to say, I believe it's unfair and I think it should stop. So anyway, California is my uh, rant on this. Uh, if you're getting letters from them, uh, I would recommend getting legal advice. Don't, <laughs> you know, I see so many people on Facebook giving the worst advice ever. They have no idea what they're talking about. They do it from a place of, you know, trying to help, but it literally is the blind leading the blind when it comes to their their blind in the literal legal sense. They don't know what they're talking about. And I'm not even saying I know what I'm talking about. I'm saying you should go find a, a lawyer who knows what they're talking about. And you don't find, you know, Skippy the lawyer who lives down the street that your hairdresser referred you to. You find a world-class attorney with experience in this specific type of case law, sales tax, Amazon, etc., uh, specialist matter. So anyway, I could rant on that all day, and I probably have in the past. Uh, a quick update uh, for the KevinAndSteve.com fans. We are live beta testing. We've released our first um, item to a customer, and um, and they are going through the process, and, and we're anxious to hear their feedback and to see their results as they go. Uh, KevinAndSteve.com has not publicly revealed what we're doing just yet. Uh, but those who've had access to the private reveals in uh, May at the Empower East Seattle Summit and in, I think it was June, at the Billionaires uh, Summit in Austin, Texas, uh, hosted by the great Kevin King, uh, they got to see firsthand what the, uh, we call it a mini reveal. And more or less, I was just to check our water, make sure we're on the right track. We had overwhelming response, definitely more demand than we can can meet. And so we're really narrowing this thing now. So if you haven't already, go to kevinandsteve.com. Make sure you're on the list. In the coming weeks, we're going to send out a pre-qualifying kind of message to kind of uh, whittle down the large number of people interested in this so that we go with the people who are most likely to succeed. And that works for everybody in the long run. So 
Uh, just to let you know, we are staying focused. We're on the job, and we're not forgetting. In fact, we're working daily on this, but we've now worked out a lot of the systemic kinks, and now we really just need to focus on uh, ramping up the scale. So anyway, thank you if you've been paying attention and following along with us. Uh, we haven't forgotten. We're very, very focused. And then uh, the good news for everybody out there, I'll put a link on uh, awesomers.com slash 149, or somebody will. I'm not sure I'll do it, but uh, Catalyst 88, the uh, very exclusive mastermind group, is going to be hosting a China sourcing event at the Canton Fair this fall. Now, we've done this before. I've taken many people to China over the years, dating back, uh, by the way, to around 2003 is probably when I first took groups of people, maybe even 2002, I took a couple people with me, uh, but they were probably partners or staff members or colleagues. Uh, but back in 2003, I realized that people were struggling with China. And by the way, I struggled with China my first trip. It was it was uh, a very different place so many years ago, you know, 18 plus years ago. But it's still a little bit overwhelming. It can be a little bit intimidating, I have to say, for somebody who's ever been to China. That's one side of the equation. Now, uh, the wonderful Ellie Tang, uh, who's native Chinese, you know, born in China, speaks Mandarin fluently. She had the opportunity, and she joined one of my trips, I think, back in 2016 or 2017. And she was so sweet, and she left a, a nice uh, testimonial on that the page that, that I'll link for you. Uh, just, again, go to awesomers.com slash 149. You'll find the links there to the China sourcing page. But she said, you know, listen, I'm Chinese. I speak Chinese. I thought I knew how to source. Uh, I didn't know how to source. I, you know, uh, I went around with Ellie and I went around with some of the other members to, I think it was, in her case, it was an Iwu. And I showed them, hey, here's how you ask questions. Here's how you decide if they're telling the truth. Here's some uh, tips and hints on, you know, how you can kind of, I would say skip to the end, right? There's some of the dance you have to do with the back and forth and discussions with suppliers. But at the end of the day, we want to skip to the end and figure out, is this person a good person? Is this uh, resource a viable resource? Can I trust what they're telling me? Is the packaging going to get me into trouble? And so many other things. So if you're interested in learning how to source from China in a, in a more sophisticated way, and learning how to scale your business in a more sophisticated way, I uh, encourage you to join us. Oksana Brookie uh, will be joining me. Melissa Simonson will be joining me. And we'll be supporting languages, you know, I believe uh, uh, Ukrainian, Russian, English, possibly German, um, and, of course, Cantonese, Mandarin, Shanghainese, and many other uh, Chinese dialects. So, this is truly a global trip. I highly recommend. If you've never been to China, you should go. If you've been to China and you had a terrible experience, you should go with us because you will have an extraordinary experience. You will um, eat the best food and travel in the best way and stay in the nicest five-star places. And, and you'll basically get to see China from the inside perspective because you'll be with me. And yes, I'm awesomer. Uh, but you'll also be with my team, which is far more awesomer than me. They're smart. They understand how things work. And if you want to speak to them at any time during the trip, you'll have full access and ask them about, hey, I've got this situation with a supplier. What do you think I should do? This is the most practical time and in the most intimate way that you'll have access to 
uh, getting to experts uh, like myself or my team. And I even pop in other experts from time to time that I like to keep as surprises. But uh, I would just say that, you know, if you care about experience, if you care about making sure that you have insights that you only get from tried and true experience. Now, I, I don't really add up too much of this stuff, uh, but I can tell you we've purchased for my own companies, my own team's management, uh, over $300 million from China over the years. You know, 10,000 plus containers, I don't even know how many, many thousands of items <clears throat> sourced, more than 10,000 for sure. I, I don't know how many, to be honest, but at a certain point, you just stop counting. The point is we have experience, we've made all the mistakes, and we try to help you avoid those same mistakes. So if you care about advancing your business, I definitely recommend it. And we're not just going to confine our subject matter to China. We're going to talk about how we are moving stuff into Vietnam. We're going to talk about you know how you kind of leverage some of those relationships to move into other countries. <coughs> Pardon me. That's existing relationships. But you may find that you need to be, develop new relationships, and we may be able to help you with that as well. So anyway, that's very exciting. It's going to be fun. October 2019, uh, the early bird pricing is up. The prices are subject to change at any time. Go to awesomers.com slash 149 right now and take a look for that link. So this wraps up today's episode. Uh, as usual, I end up yakking and schmacking uh, a little longer than I expected, but I hope you guys find value. If you did, and you're still listening to my uh, sultry voice right now, I want you to go leave us a review on iTunes or wherever your favorite place is, but iTunes makes the, the biggest difference. This will give us the incentive to keep making more episodes. Now, this week I leave to Vietnam. We're doing uh, sourcing in Vietnam. And so, I, again, I may be out of touch uh, for a couple of days, but I'm going to try to slice in a few more episodes as I go. So thanks, everybody. We really appreciate you. And uh, stay awesomer out there. And don't forget awesomers.com slash 149 for this episode's show notes and details and all the links I talked about. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>